Hello everyone, hope you're keeping well and staying safe out there. Just before we get into today's show, just want a quick word to let you know that this episode was recorded on Friday the 3rd of April, about two weeks before its release. And like all of our other recent episodes, we do talk about COVID-19 a little bit, but please be aware that this episode was recorded about two weeks before its release, so needless to say, anything that we would have said about the situation will be out of date. All that out the way, on the show, which is brought to you by Exordium. Exordium take hassle and guesswork out of DIY musicianship by providing solutions that help you create better music and reach a wider audience. All their services are completely customizable to suit your project's needs. Use offer code BMM to get 10% off your first project. My guest today plays in a brilliant, brilliant band called the Ishmael Ensemble, and he used to live in the flat above mine. Uh, I had a really, really good time talking with him. We talked about his band a lot and their debut EP, which has been out for about a year now. So please give it up for Pete Cunningham from the Ishmael Ensemble. So, Ishmael Ensemble. Been, uh, congratulations. Well, the album's been out for like nearly a year now, hasn't it? But yeah, yeah. It's great, man. May last year. Yeah, it seems to have flown by. Um, ah, yeah. It's approaching its first birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you got, got any plans to celebrate? Um, I guess fairly limited plans, given the current current climate. Um, no, I mean, more seeing it as an opportunity to, to write loads of new music and uh, hopefully look back and, and not be too much of a distant memory of actually playing gigs and, and enjoying playing those tunes out, which, uh, mm. yeah. 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 What, what was the last show you, you did before before the lockdown kicked in? Well, it was, we, we actually played Thecla on Friday the 13th of March, which was, well, only two weeks ago now, but feels like a million years ago. Um, and yeah, uh, that was quite a weird, eerie night, really, because then we, we had a gig in Stroud the next night, which we decided to cancel. Um and it felt like the kind of last night of anyone really going out or anything, and and then it was the following Friday that they shut all all venues and pubs. So it was nice to end on a high, you know. Playing Thecla has always been a a dream, really, and mm. it was us on the bill with Giles Peterson, and yeah, it was so, so weird. It was such like a dream gig, yeah. But we were sort of playing with a slight sense of. I don't know. Well, I guess terror. <laughs> no one knew what was going to happen, and, uh, but equally glad to get one last gig in, right? And uh, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think my last gig was uh, was in like fish ponds or something like that. So uh, slightly less, <laughs> slightly less climactic. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a weird vibe. I think we all kind of left almost feeling a bit guilty because everything escalated so quickly, right? And then mm. we just sort of woke up on the Saturday and all kind of agreed we shouldn't be doing any more gigs. And Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I kind no. of, I mean, I admire a lot of venues and musicians taking that on themselves to not go through with, with gigs and stuff. Um, I think... Mm. I mean, there was that grey area, right, where venues weren't being forced to close and they had to sort of do it off their own backs, yeah. which 
obviously from a yeah. political stance was a pretty horrible situation but yeah i really admire the yeah. kind of general like yeah mm. i mean yeah that, that that was for me that was kind of the worst part where we weren't being told to not play and venues were weren't being told to shut down but it was kind of like really heavily implied yeah um but yeah, it was just weird grey areas. Like, should we? Shouldn't we? What's the right thing to do here? So, <clears throat> in an odd respect, the actual official lockdown was like almost like a little bit of a relief, mm. as in like, okay, we all know that we're not we're not allowed to now. It's that that's cool because it was a super like like you said, it was like a grey area. Mm. Whereas like, should we? Shouldn't we? Could we? Couldn't we? And it was. It, it was it was weird uh, mm. like we, you know um we had this uh, gig on friday that was approaching and yeah it was like you know thursday morning like oh we still got to go ahead you know we still got to go ahead you know we've been talking about it all week like looks looks like it might go ahead hey mm. and then just like no nah, it's not going ahead <laughs> yeah 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 but it was you know uh, yeah, I reckon uh, this is not the first time I've been say this is not the first time I've said this, but I reckon I'm going to have a little um, little mini renaissance after all this. Uh, feel feel like all of it, all, all of the musicians, all of our world's gotten a lot smaller. We don't have like uh, we don't have commitments to go play and do the road right now, and we've got nothing really to do except write. Mm. So I want I reckon once this is all over, we're going to have a. Yeah, a lot of people should be uh, releasing some uh, pretty interesting music before too long. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had... I think the first week took a while to sort of get comfortable to that new idea of just being housebound and definitely just... Yeah, took a while to get the momentum back of, okay, this is where I can still make noise and create (laughs) and perform or whatever. Um, but yeah, I really feel this week I've got that kind of energy to be like, okay, right. It'd be a shame to put everything on hold and come out of this period mm-hmm. with nothing to show for it. So yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, certainly from our, we're sort of in the process of writing album number two and still feels like this quite big grey area and because we were supposed to be tracking in a studio mid-April. Um, and I was talking to a friend about this, and, you know, they were sort of saying, oh, it must be great, you know, you kind of get to carry on making music. And and this was sort of the... Because the last album, we sort of just DIY tracked everything at home, and mm-hmm. this was our first time going into the proper studio with a real engineer that knows <laughs> what they're doing, and... It almost feels like it's been grabbed from us and and mm. so yeah the initial reaction was a bit sort of downhearted i guess of yeah well i've been making music in my bedroom for 10 years so <laughs> you're used to it i was getting yeah but i was getting really excited about going in a real studio and yeah. getting to play with all the gear and, whereas now i feel i've sort of flipped that mentality and, and like positive yeah, yeah. about okay well we're all in this together right it's not yeah. you and you alone yeah. that's been affected mm-hmm. so don't be yeah, so Yeah, exactly. That's the one sort of little thing that I've been sort of sort of like taking from all this, you mm. know, um not just for musicians but you know w- wider society as well. That you know, no one wants to be in this situation 
and we're all trying to make the most of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so for, you know, pe- people like us that, that write a lot, we can just keep doing that. It's not as fun as when you're meeting up with your bandmates and you get in a rehearsal room. It's definitely not as fun as gigging. But we're making the most of it. And, and yeah, and we're all, we're all a little bit... We're all completely out of our comfort zones. It's all mm. super weird. Um I'm finding myself getting kind of used to it, but every now and again, I'll be going for a run or something and it'll be like by Baldwin Street or something and there's no one there Mm. except for like, and then like the, and then like there's a, you'd see like a bus stop with like the, you know, COVID like 19, with some COVID-19 like a, a sort of like directions on it. Like, you know, stay at home and all this. And you're just thinking, Jesus, you know, (laughs) we're all like, it all feels like we're in like living in like, the opening scene of like 28 days later or yeah i haven't actually been into town yet maybe you i haven't. should run there because I've, I've been trying to, i've been that's one thing yeah i've been doing loads more exercise and you know mm. feel really ironically feel the healthiest i've ever been i think because <laughs> i'm actually eating well and mm. not you know the classic musician sort of sleep pattern isn't generally the healthiest so now i'm totally you know, in bed, on the way to sleep by ten and up early, get to go for a run and you know do do all that and I don't know. Yeah, I haven't haven't ventured into town yet. We're a little further out now. We're just oh yeah yeah kind you're, of you're in St. St. George, George now, way. Aren't you? Yeah yeah, but yeah, I'm almost intrigued to to go into town and. <laughs> But again, it's it's like a weird thing, right? Of mm. being obviously very lucky and being young and healthy mm-hmm. and a roof over your head and and yeah. even just like the knowledge of knowing how to be healthy is a massive yeah. privilege. I feel and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of I don't know if it's a good thing, but enjoying this way of life, but also. Yeah totally yeah. aware that that's a massive privilege to be able to do so yeah. Yeah. taking the opportunity to do like you know really get healthy um like a, yeah I'm, I'm running a lot uh, uh which i'm really enjoying uh doing lots of exercise L- like yourself keeping healthy 
but also you're aware that some for some people this is an absolute disaster. Mm. Um, so it, it's odd because you'd be like, oh, I'm having a, you know, I'm really making the most of this, but it is a crisis at the end of the day. So it's it's weird. I almost feel like a little bit guilty every now and again, thinking like, oh yeah, I'm really making the use of this. Where for some people it, it it's it's earth shattering. Oh. So it's an odd. It's it's an odd sort of juxtaposition of sort of emotions. Like you're making sure that you're doing okay as an individual, but then you look at the rest of society, mm. and then you think, oh, but there's nothing really you can do about it. So it, it's an odd. Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what what I'm trying to say about it, but yeah. it's an odd. Like, like I think like yeah, it's just an odd juxtaposition to when you're doing okay in this situation, but you know that for a lot of people they aren't and. Yeah, I think it's really important to like be aware of it, but also do what's do what's best for you as well and for wider society. Yeah. I mean, it's been really heartwarming around us, you know, all the kind of neighbours helping each other and almost feel closer to our immediate community and, you know, signed up to the ACORN thing, which is like a kind of charity database for helping each other and kind of those that can't do their shopping or whatever. It's just like a really simple spreadsheet, basically. Oh. And you just put your name in it. So Phoebe and I have decided... So she's basically had to um, continue taking all her holiday that she'd had booked in. So now, you know, we've got these holidays booked at home. So we were supposed to be getting married in June. Um, oh, which wow. we've Congratulations. obviously postponed and... Um, yeah, but then equally we've got this like whole block of time booked off in May and June to supposedly prepare for the wedding. But now we've got yeah. almost this yeah. like holiday coming up. So yeah, I think we're just going to try and use that holiday time, as it were, to to you know volunteer and help out where we can. Um, oh wow! What's the uh, what's your organisation called again? Um, Acorn. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's like Acorn UK or something like that. Um, no, it'd just be good like if people are listening that, that might want to get involved. Yeah, um, I think there's a few. What's so the best way to do also, that? I don't know if you've had any of those little leaflets come through the door of kind of it says your name and house number and telephone number and what you are available to do. So you kind of tick boxes saying... I can collect shopping or I can help pick up medicine or whatever. Um, So I think, you know, there are little things we can do. Um, But yeah, you're right. It's hard to... I mean, without knowing for yourself, you know, yes, we are young and healthy, but we're not (laughs) immediately written off as immune by that. Of course, yeah. You know, what yeah. without, I mean, not to get too political, but without the kind of testing and the, you know, real kind of knowledge of whether you are safe to be doing this, you know, it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's all a massive learning curve for everyone, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. And it is amazing how quickly within two weeks every industry is basically adapted. And it's been amazing mm. on the kind of Bristol Facebook groups, the. There's like a general Bristol Musicians Network group, but now there's a new 
don't yeah, know if it's like support for Bristol musicians Facebook group or whatever. And yeah, the, just seeing the, how everyone's like super enthusiastic in helping each other mm. yeah. with the various kind of bits of funding there are with the universal credit and everyone's sort of helping each other with their applications and and yeah. just generally like sharing fun stuff as well, not all just like yeah. Oh, yeah, here's yeah. the minimal amount of money <laughs> available to you or you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of people live streaming shows and Mm. In a way, again, I feel like more connected yeah. to the Bristol music community mm. through yeah, this think... than maybe I did before. Yeah, yeah, I think it's kind of like that sort of old adage, you know, absence makes the heart grow mm. fonder. Because you know, we're not seeing like we're not like seeing or hanging out or jamming or writing together or anything or gigging together. Like it's, you know, I really miss the people I play with yeah. <laughs> and 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 that that I see, you know, often like I I hate not rehearsing, I hate not gigging. Um, I'm not complaining too much because it's a lot worse for so many more people out there. But I just know the next few gigs and next few ne- next rehearsals that that uh, that we do once this is over, whenever that might be. It, that I, I I for one, I'm just gonna be so up yeah, for it. That we're all gonna be I crying just can't over. It's <laughs> like what? It's like, <laughs> like I've been deaf forever, and then suddenly get yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have one one of my gigs where I play to like two people and a dog, and I'll just be like, "This is yeah, brilliant." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely grounding, right? Of kind of you realize what you do actually love about music, or what you do love yeah. about playing, yeah. or why you got into it, and you kind of realize, mm. "Oh yeah, I do." Actually, just love the process of of learning an instrument, or playing an instrument, or or tinkering and often if you Mm. get you know obviously it's a it's a amazing luxury in a way to be able to call yourself a professional musician or also (laughs) a curse i don't know depending on which way you look at it um but i don't know about you but yeah you kind of feel maybe it's like hitting reset and working out what it is that you really love about it and and um, mm. not being, you know, we spent last year basically doing every gig under the sun available and potentially, I don't know, maybe compromised writing time or, or the kind of positive sides of it and, you know, burning out, I yeah. guess, is, is yeah. the phrase. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, uh, just sort of really enjoying write, writing music again and... And I don't think I was mm. when, you know, you're in that touring cycle where you feel bad because you're not paying enough attention to practice or, or writing. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll come out of this and feel super energised to play again, but but also maybe mm. have learned what what are the important things about about music to you or, or, or yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just I agree. fascinating how, I don't know about you, but music aside, just trying to have a conversation with anyone about anything, there's basically nothing that hasn't <laughs> been affected massively by this. And, and yeah, it's, true. it's true. kind of fascinating, really. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like um, everyone's world's definitely gotten like a little... A f- quite a bit smaller mm. yeah you're right as in things that i normally worry about i'm just not worried about yeah uh at all um 
you know, I'm just focusing on like, well, when it comes to music, just being creative and I'm taking more care into the creative process as well. Instead of like trying to have like a couple of new songs for the next rehearsal, mm. I'm actually sort of really taking my time. And because uh, I, I, I record a lot at home, like sort of doing demos and it would often be just treating it, you know, just because it's a demo, just being like, okay, cool. Like the guitar's a little bit sloppy. The vocals, you know, vocal needs comping or whatever, you know. Um, uh, and like, that's okay. Cause I'll just send it over and we'll work out, work out in the rehearsal room, which is a cool organic way to do it. But now I don't have the luxury of working with Harry and Joe in the, in the rehearsal room. Mm. I'm just at home, just trying to make it all sound as cool as possible just just recording at home and i'm finding that my, i'm taking more care into the songwriting now instead instead of just being like oh okay we'll figure mm. out layers like well i've got i've got the time so i'll just just make sure that i'm getting it right now and it's definitely made me more stricter with my with my writing process um particularly because i've just recently started uh, double tracking all my rhythm guitar parts so you know hard hard right and hard mm. left and what i it's what I found this morning because that's what I was doing all of this morning was it was making me think even though these are riffs that I've played for a while I can be sometimes a little bit arbitrary about like how I'm mm. playing it like you know sometimes I'll like push a I'll push a chord or like I'll I'll like just have it choppy sometimes I'll like leave it kind of legato um, which is fine when you're playing live but when you're recording it and you got them uh, panned hard right and hard left if they're not in sync so noticeable right yeah it's really noticeable and, and you really like lose the groove when instead of like a chord being like bat, it's like, yeah, bat, yeah, bat, yeah. and it's like, ah, right. <laughs> you know, you kind of get this and because they're hard panned, you kind of get like, it gets really unbalanced. So that's made me sort of think kind of getting me like more strict and more hmm. disciplined to be like, right, this is the guitar part for these sections and working around it like that. So it's definitely had an effect on how I go writing and practicing and recording um so yeah you, you find these things out about yourself or about how you write i mean yeah you know? yeah and yeah i mean you're right i've it's, kind of stopped taking those shortcuts right you kind of yeah get stuck in the routine of just i don't know well for instance i use a lot of outboard gear and kind of got a few old sort of tape delays and stuff which you know if you haven't got all the time in the world it's much easier just putting a plug in on logic and oh that'll do and i might do it properly one day and <laughs> you end up leaving that all the way to the end of recording and then you're like oh actually i've got used to the the vst yeah. version and then you kind of listen back a year later which we are doing now with the last album you're like oh really should have put that extra bit of you know time into the the programming or, or the the kind of re re-affecting stuff and mm. yeah i'm definitely being more meticulous that's for sure hopefully yeah, not overly no. so but I, I think you're right i think the quality control on all the music that's going to be made in the next few months is going to be <laughs> much higher and uh yeah 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 um but then saying that equally from so I've been doing these little home video things and in a way it's quite um sort of like democratized content as it were of everyone's now live streaming and doing videos on 
crap yeah. webcams and not the best yeah. sound quality so it's kind of like leveled the playing field of like oh yeah <laughs> well i've got access to that i don't need to hang around to yeah pay whatever for some amazing video because <laughs> you can just yeah do some stuff at home and, yeah. and it's sort of liberating in a way but um yeah i mean with the things i've been doing i've so I've actually been recording them and then actually sort of editing the audio a bit just to kind of give it a bit more quality mm-hmm. just to hopefully set it apart from, you know, as I say, just like streaming a DJ set into your phone and it's just like being <laughs> really overly compressed or whatever. Um, so that's been fun and I think it's all about just like setting yourself little tasks and yeah just so I've sort of said I'll do one of those a week which suddenly it's like oh shit nice I need to do that now it's Friday that means <laughs> I need yeah. to get that done before it's... next week and I don't know it's quite fun as we were saying earlier just staying in a sort of format of of a week or like <laughs> even mm. though date yeah. and time are now seeming a bit obsolete it i think it is important to be like oh no every tuesday i'm gonna post a live video mm-hmm. of me yeah doing whatever and that means you've got a few days to think about it a day to record and edit it and then post it and having those minor kind of goals and, and deadlines has been really helpful for me anyway of mm. and just sort of like I don't know, it seems simple, but having kind of days off social media. So, yeah, you know, just yeah, sat the, here the on my computer with, especially making music on a computer, right? It's, I don't know if you get this, but just almost like automatically my fingers will just open a new tab and open Twitter without me even being yeah. conscious of it. And I'm like, yeah, what? I thought I was like <laughs> editing some drums or something and my body's yeah, just automatically... Yeah. Um, and I find it really easy to just be like, okay, today's a day where I don't go on any social media. Mm, yeah. Because then I, you can I, respond I just, to that, that opening a tab with immediately closing it. Whereas if you're like, oh, just look for <laughs> 10 minutes, like mm. suddenly you do that every hour and you've spent two hours of the day just yeah, online. It's it's scary how easy it is to procrastinate. Mm. Uh when yeah with social media i mean i've never really been on twitter uh, uh now's I a good time to it's, start it's uh, <laughs> the apocalypse is, is definitely trending <laughs> when, when, whenever whenever i've heard uh, anything about twitter it's always been about just people just fighting with each other or just it's horrible writing writing horrible stuff to each other and you know youtube comments are bad enough and i've heard mm. that twitter's worse so not for me <laughs> yeah I, what what has been good is seeing all the kind of super cool DJs and musicians or whatever suddenly become very human and just like, <laughs> actually, I really like playing this game or something. Does anyone want to yeah. play me? <laughs> like, you know, once their like millionaire lifestyles become almost defunct, it's sort of... Yeah. It's quite a funny switch of, all oh, right, okay, everyone's just like... Yeah, a weird human that probably likes yeah. nerdy films and computer games a bit too much. Or... No one's actually cool. 
No, yeah, yeah. It's like um, all these. Uh, it's it all gets boiled down a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Now we're all kind of in the same sort of situation, you know. Um, well, that's so, what yeah, I mean no, about it's almost like I don't want to say a punk aesthetic, but it's definitely very much a DIY aesthetic now with everything. Hell yeah! Because as yeah. I said, you know, you, we you can stream something off a webcam and it, it's the same as what whoever it is in their million pound studio can do because we're all just <laughs> locked true. into it. You know, it has sort of. Yeah, I guess democratize that that world, which is really yeah. exciting, and it's just going to be hard to work out the transition, right? Because I feel a lot of people are maybe just assuming that it's going to be suddenly this day where everything's mm. back to normal and all the venues are open yeah. and all that. Whereas, surely it's going to be such a slow process. Like we were talking mm. to our agent the other day about. You know, we sort of had planned to release this album in October, tour around October. All of that's out the window because all the venues yeah. that we were planning to play have shifted all their gigs from the last, you know, six months, forward six months. So mm-hmm. now we're kind of looking at, oh, maybe like January, February is when we'll be able to play the venues we were planning on playing and um which is quite mad you know i don't think yeah. it's gonna suddenly be summer mm. and everyone's like jumping back to it and yeah i don't know it's gonna be hard to to gauge the transition right of yeah i think you're, I, I think you're correct i think it's not gonna be a Oh, everything's you know. It's not going to be like okay, this is the date, and then we're all going to leave our homes. We can all go to the pub and go to gigs, and everything's going to be back to back to how it was. It's I don't know. Something tells me it's going to be kind of like a long transitional sort of process. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I'm basing that on. I really uh, need to. Str- uh, yeah. Uh, also, it's important to know this podcast is going to go live two weeks from now. <laughs> Uh, so whatever we we this might be, be our, saying, um, yeah, obituary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say it might just be out of date, but you yeah, know, if you want to go with, <laughs> you want to get more about it, hey, that's up to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Been on Twitter too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am following like news on it a little bit, but not too much. I was it at was the start a, I, when it was all kind of like day by day, one extra person catching it or whatever. And now I just feel the, st- the statistics are almost impossible. A, if you're not testing anyone, then how do you know that there's that many yeah. cases? Or and just mm-hmm. B, it's like not helpful, I don't think. I think, as you say, you yeah. know, it's all now it's like a local problem of how can we help our yeah. community? And basically, it seems. The best way we can is to stay home until. You know. yeah.
Yeah, I mean, you know, some some generations have to go to war. Our generation just has to stay home and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and <not>. live stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, podcasts. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think <coughs> historically speaking, we're having it very easy still. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, but yeah, I think yeah. going back to the, like the gig thing. It's almost like everyone's adapted to this way of life. Like, how quickly are people gonna want to be in a busy, sweaty venue? Mm. You know, oh, when, when we've personally? got so used to dodging people on the pavement and not yeah. th- going in a shop where there's other people, or you know, how yeah. socially accepting will we be of standing in a really packed environment again? That's a good point. I mean, my my knee, knee jerk is to say. Oh, I'm. I can't wait. But this is still very early days. We're not mm. even halfway through um, the initial three weeks that uh, that we are locked down at the time of recording. Um, so I, I don't know. It's uh, it, what's quite tricky is we're very much in the situation, mm. but in order to sort of like assess it, it's it, it's really hard to take a step back and try and look at the big picture because we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Um, so it's, um, I don't know, j- j- just as a, just as a, I don't know, normal citizen, um, I, <laughs> I have no flipping idea, no idea whatsoever. Um, we're just, we're just here because we're here and, uh, that's going to be the case until it's over. How that's going to happen. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. It's frustrating because we want to know. But I know I feel like any sort of predictions that are going to be made now are just going to be, uh, it's not mm. going to be that helpful, you know, when people are talking about like, you know, oh, you know, when we're going to get a vaccine and when's all this over? I mean, we don't really know. And I feel like if people start making predictions or like set or even like setting deadlines mm. almost about when this should be over, it, it just feels like, where it just feels like mm. kind of baseless, like it's it's not going to help to sort of build up expectations in someone's head to say like, oh, yeah. definitely this free I mean, period is is going to be as long as it's going to be, and then we're back to normal. Like, um, it, uh, it's, I mean, it's not impossible, but I I wouldn't put I wouldn't put money on it, you know, and I, I definitely wouldn't like bet my mental well being <laughs> over yeah. it. Of you know, which you know, we're we're hit. It, this this is a marathon, not a sprint, and. I think that yeah, just to really make sure that we're looking after ourselves and looking after each other as well, like you and Phoebe doing the the acorn thing, which I think is brilliant, and little every day day to day things as well, like um, whoever's working behind the counter, whatever shop you're at, just be you know, just yeah, be super yeah. nice, you know, um, you know, it's going to take you a little longer to do your shopping and all that, um, uh, but you know, I feel like you know we all got to be you know got to be yeah. cool to each other. Yeah, I feel like a think we'll maybe come out of it as a stronger community and everyone a bit more aware of each other's well-being and um mm, I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. And you're right, I think the best way to approach it is it's better to just stay in and do as much as you can social distancing than have the same attitude of oh we don't know what's going to happen and just ignoring all of that advice which I don't know, may almost be the downfall of the kind of like 
<laughs> European society compared to, you know, you see how it's been dealt with in China. It's like they also live in a very totalitarian, yeah. authoritative, yeah, kind of like government. You know, the Chinese, yeah, th- their government can get away with things that, luckily, Western democracies, well, any democracy, I should say, uh, um, just simply can't get away with. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess, you know, uh, not to get too political or anything, but I guess that's a sort of like that sort of question, like how much are you willing to sort of like put your, you know, sacrifice your rights mm. for uh, the authority to sort things out and how much trust are you going to put, put into them? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky issue, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah, it, 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 it's a tough conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, and it's definitely got a lot of people concerned, uh, you know, because you know we're all talking about like how like a, police in some instances have have been behaving, um, yeah. which I do believe are very isolated incidents. Although I'm not amazingly well informed on this, and I don't want to be saying any grand uh, uh, any grand statements that yeah almost definitely won't be true. But <laughs> I know a lot of people are concerned about sort of the powers we are handing over, mm. um, which. You know, so, uh, but I don't have, I'm not really the right person to be speaking about this, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I don't guess think we'll, we'll have to have to wait and see. Well, that's it. I mean, I think we're a long way off being something like China. Mm. I think, you know, I, we're, I think we're a long way off that. <laughs> Thank God. But, yeah. See. <laughs> I just think, oh, yeah, I've, I've, my prediction is like, I reckon the next. Uh, Prime Minister annou- announcements. What would you do if, like, Boris Johnson's like wearing a military uniform instead yeah, yeah, of his normal suit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, oh no! <laughs> Very ridiculous. But he's got flight of the Valkyries playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. Yeah, that'll, that'll be scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really weird. The whole, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't get too political, but just it is yeah. a political situation, right? And and yeah, you kind yeah, of yeah. you can't you can't necessarily take the politics out of it, unfortunately. But I'm I'm not the most I'm, I find it I I do like politics. I do find it interesting, but I'm definitely not. Mm. You know, I, I'm I I'm not really I I like to hear people's politics, but I'm not one for getting too too into it. Although I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I definitely like hearing about it, uh, and I definitely like hearing people's opinions. Yeah. Um, I, I, I myself, I try and be. I don't know. I, I, I try and be as measured as possible when, when it gets to these things. Um, but I think it's very hard to do. Mm. Uh, but I think I think it's, it's important, important discussions to have. And yeah, I think that that's how I keep myself sane. Yeah. on the matters you know i think i've just yeah. hoped or maybe just i don't know leaning on the on the side that i just hope the scientific voices in the room are the ones that are being heard and listened to the most mm. than oh god yeah me a political too. agenda yeah. but i can't help but feel that you know it's almost gonna be such a big part in any future political campaign or i don't know yeah definitely got us all forgetting about brexit and uh yeah that's uh i feel like that's that's all just gonna happen without us hearing or seeing any of it and yeah 
who knows where we'll be in that side mm. of things. That's the other sad thing, you know, because this year for touring, it was sort of a green card to continue as we were to, you know, play European shows. Mm. And so, yeah, we kind yeah. of had a few planned and, and we're sort of looking to book a load uh, at the end of the year. And now it's like, uh, oh no, that was our last potential kind of easy chance to go go and do that. But, um, yeah. but again, I mean... It's grounding yourself, right? Of like, oh, poor me. Like, you know, I don't get to go and have a great gig in some interesting country. And yeah, it's almost, that's that's the danger of forgetting the bigger picture, right? Of just Yeah, feeling... but I think we, 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 we all do it every now and again. I think, I, I think it's important to afford ourselves certain little... Yeah. moments to, to to feel a little bit sorry for us like um a few nights ago i was just like oh i miss my normal life mm. and i was just like okay right cool got got out of my system for now now i can you know get back to just carrying on you know i think it's it's important to every now and again be an individual about it and be like oh you know you know if uh, i'm like you know when it gets like sat like nine o'clock on a saturday i'm just like oh i'll be on stage by now yeah um, yeah yeah uh, and I think it's it's important to like afford yourself that little luxury of feeling like a little bit, little bit sore. But then once that's once you got that out out your system, then you just carry on. Yeah, carry on. Uh, and just being realistic on, you know? that yeah, it's not you know gonna be every day waking up super enthusiastic to make music all day. You know, you're gonna have days yeah. where it's like I feel pretty shit. <laughs> I just yeah, want to play computer yeah. games and not. Um, this may sound yeah. silly, but getting dressed, I feel, is a big part of uh, getting motivated. <laughs> I think like the first yeah. few days, I found it far too easy to just stay in a dressing gown and just right. Oh, I can't uh, do that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I feel just horrible. Yeah, yeah. no, you yeah. kind of. Uh, we've been like getting up and going outside as if you are kind of going to work, and then you kind of come in. To the house yeah. which you left a minute ago. <laughs> I feel like it's those little things that yeah. hopefully you'll look back on as funny, but seem to be keeping me sane anyway, of just <laughs> keeping a routine, eating yeah. at the normal times and sleeping at the normal times. And Yes. Yes. Hopefully yeah. we all come out of this a bit more in touch with our Yeah. You know, health and mm. I mean, I'm definitely so so conscious of. Oh my god, you know, I've got a little dry throat, or what's you know, is that a headache? I'll never get headaches, or yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fascinating just to see how people are in six months' time. You know, when we're all kind of back with our yeah friends and families in person. Mm. I think we're oh, all going to be different people, pub. right? We're all going to... Yeah. Mm. Oh, just that, that first pub session once this is all over. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. I know I, yeah, you mentioned family and friends. I mentioned the pub. Yeah. Oh, what kind of a bastard am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I, I look forward to... Friends and family as well, obviously. Come on. But yeah. You, you'd already mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit heartbreaking because we just sort of moved to this new area and there's this whole list of pubs and uh, places to eat that we wanted to check out and kind yeah. of now just walking past their closed doors and I feel you know 
really bad for those. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Especially the independents. Yeah, and that's what I'm mainly nervous of, right? Is can those places survive this? And will they be readily opening their doors in six months' time? You know, I know, obviously, that's yeah. the best <laughs> option, but I mean, there's just so many parts to the conundrum, aren't there? Of, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm this, this, yeah. I'm just trying to, uh, trying to stay as stoic as possible about it, only focusing on what I can do, and 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 which you are doing as well. You know, if you, you know, you you're doing a lot of your music as, as well. You 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 you. Know, although you've had like that knock of you know if you you know, uh, you. Yeah, uh, you're supposed to be going to the studio. Was it was it this month or next month? Yeah, 20th of April, we had 22 oh, days booked into a studio, ah. which was going to be like the dream yeah. of just like a whole month getting yeah. really stuck into it. And um, yeah, so but like what I'm saying is like although you've had that and you know your show's cancelled, but you you are still doing your you you're still able to use the time effectively. Yeah. And also you do you you and Phoebe are doing your bit to help others as well, which is cool. So you are doing you like yeah. It, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do you, you you do know that I reckon. I yeah, reckon. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's just kind of trying to keep that motivation right, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. and not just doing it because you feel bad for not doing it. If that makes sense, you know, just actually yes, making music because you want to make music, and yes, I feel it's sort of like taken me a week or so to get recalibrated into mm-hmm. this way of life but now I'm yeah feeling super enthusiastic and like I feel very glad that I'm a musician that also produces and you know like uses mm-hmm. logic and knows how to make as you were saying yeah. you know you can program other parts in yeah. a band and you can yeah, I certainly know a few yeah. musicians that are just completely kind of untrained in in the computer side of things, like phenomenal jammers or soloists, but mm-hmm. don't have those skills to necessarily just like yeah make a whole song in Logic to play over or, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel very lucky that I've got mm. those skills at hand. And same um, for me as well. Yeah. So like um yeah um actually yeah like uh. Uh, so, something I was sort of meaning to to ask you actually was um, when it comes to sort of like creating mu- uh, your music for, uh, for for Ishmael. I was sort of wondering, it's kind of a bit of a big question, but what's the process like? How do you normally start? Um, Is it because I, I I know you obviously DJ and you, and you produce and you play sax as well. So I was it it's such like a you cover so many like bases yeah. of, of what of what musicians do i was sort of wondering you know like uh, i mean yeah i'm really interested to know how you get an idea and how you get started with it yeah so the project started so i'd sort of been like making electronic music using samples and you know classic taking an old dusty record recording it and turning it into something new um for years and then I think I just sort of got a bit bored of that process and basically challenged myself that I wanted to make some music where sort of still using that sampling technique but 
recording every aspect of a track as opposed to just finding a cool mm-hmm. drum beat and using that. Um, so I just set out recording mates really and, you know, f- friends that played drums going around theirs and just recording loads of random beats to then chop up. Um, and then it slowly sort of formed into a band, I guess. Um, yeah. And yeah, now it's very much a similar process of I've just kind of over the years built this archive of recordings of various friends and and whatever and I kind of use that as my own sample pack as it were so I just go in and find some drums and chop them up a bit or or find some guitar that someone's recorded or um yeah I think it's kind of more and more condensed now so it's kind of like the four main elements of the band are me as producer and saxophonist and then drummer Rory O'Gorman who um had sort of played with various friends projects over the years and then two old school friends so Jake who kind of does all the synthesizer stuff and Mullins who's a guitarist um and yeah so kind of just pick and choose bits that they've sent or you know everyone's sort of set up for home recording so you know, Mullins will just send me like hours of guitar drones and random riffs and little nuggets that he's recorded into loop pedals and stuff. And then I'll, I don't know, you often just hear a little riff or a little section of that and then mangle it into mm. a new song. Um, often to the point where no one recognizes their own parts because they're like, what? I didn't play that. And it's like, well. <laughs> You played a three-minute thing, and I took 0.8 seconds of it and turned that into a song. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's very much based on on me kind of archiving and collecting the various members' sounds. Interestingly, this new record, I've been almost like recycling recordings quite a lot. So when we went on tour for the last album, we made a point of recording as many kind of desk stem mixes um, from gigs. So I got the sound engineer to kind of record all the stems onto a USB. 
and then I'll kind of re-record those bits or chop up bits of a of a live guitar and turn that into a new song. And I don't I don't know. It's mm-hmm. kind of very malleable, but um, basically, usually starts with me just hearing something that either I or or the others have recorded, and then using the the techniques I, I, I used to use as an electronic music producer. Well, I guess I still am, but, um, but yeah, that's, mm. that's the, the general process. Mm. And then if it feels like it needs some vocals, I'll send it on to Holly or, um, there's a whole archive of like the demos I send Holly. Well, I'll, I'll sing very badly a melody that I suggest she might record something to, um, and send that over. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of, I see it as sort of recycling and reusing and I used to, I think the danger of electronic music or, or computer-based music is the abundance of sounds available, right? You can just get lost in Apple loops or synths. I was going to say, it sounds like, I was going to say, it sounds like you've got an absolute, like, archive. Yeah, but then it's of... quite condensed because it's... It's just music, you know, just sounds we've made ourselves. And mm-hmm. I'm all about kind of setting those parameters. So often I'll just like chuck a guitar recording in and be like, this is what's going to be in this song. And I'll write some drums around it and I need to find a riff within this two minutes of guitar recording. Um, as opposed to just, trawling through samples and just yeah you can just get so lost on like finding the perfect snare drum and in the same time Ooh. you could have written a song so um, <laughs> yeah i think i've got a bit more productive in that sense i definitely spent many years searching for the perfect beat or whatever and now i much prefer I guess almost drafting a whole song and then going back to worry about those things. Whereas I used to just have a one-bar loop going round and round and just (laughs) spend hours trying to refine that and then realise all I've got to show for that is a three-second bit of audio. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't try and edit anything until I've got to the end, basically. And then I'm like, oh, right, okay, maybe this verse could be there or this, like... Try and get the whole form before you start worrying about whether that's the right bass sound or that's the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, what what, what do they say? It takes eighty percent of your time to finish the last twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, so like what what you're saying now completely reflects it. Kind of like get the concepts down, mm. like the like make like the structure or the or or sort of like the vibe or. Uh, or, or just the general sort of dynamic curve of of your tune, and then worry about bass drum sounds and like yeah, like I don't know about you, but like I when it comes to sort of like um, doing the production side, like you know choosing bass drum sounds, uh, manipulating snare sounds, and what have you, it's just it's an absolute rabbit hole. Mm. You can completely go down it, and then uh, then before you know it, it's been like forty five minutes when you've just been trying to get the ring out of a snare. Yeah, or something like that. It's like, ah, oh, I've only got an intro now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's been so liberating about the idea that we were planning to go into a studio to 
do proper tracking. I mean, we still plan to. It just won't be next week. Um, was suddenly I'm not responsible for the final mix or whatever, you know, or okay, these aren't going to be the final drums, so actually it doesn't matter at all what it sounds like, really. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're... I feel as long as you can listen to it a thousand times and not be disturbed by that frequency or, or that, you know, once you've got the vague groove and the kind of idea of what the drums might sound like, you're good. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's fun, I think music needs that immediacy it needs that kind of quick edit thing right you know all the most exciting Mm -hmm. parts in any of the music i've made are those accidents where you've accidentally dragged a part out and a little other part (laughs) of a riff comes in or or just and they're the bits i love Mm. in other people's music i love yeah kind of i don't know happy accidents the less yeah the less meticulous the better for me i think um in in certain respects, you know, obviously, as we were saying earlier, having <laughs> two things out of time isn't great. But um, <laughs> it can be if they're if they're out of time enough. If they're out of time enough, <laughs> yeah. <no, it's, laughs> if they're a bar out with each other, then you're right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the process is generally more and more about the form of a song, like what you're trying to achieve and that can mm-hmm. change also being accepting that it doesn't matter if that isn't the song in a week's time but at least there is a song yeah. there to analyze yeah if you've only yes. got a one bar yeah. loop to analyze then you're <laughs> kind of you're always going to be like this is great because mm. you know there's one thing i don't know it's it's about i think the biggest sense of achievement I get is, yeah, it's about being able to come away after a four-hour session and have made something that's around three or more minutes. Like, that's a massive achievement as opposed to just like, (laughs) oh, I've got this one loop that I could listen to for days, but would anyone else, you know, am I just sort of indulging myself, basically, or, yeah. (laughs) It's it's always it's always a tricky thing because I think it is in terms of indulgence. I think it's really important to make sure that you're enjoying what you're doing first and foremost. Mm. You've got to make sure like uh, something that I like a break I had about a year ago is when I realised I've got to entertain myself first. Mm. Um, so indulgence is good to that extent, but when you're but there's a lack of anything. There's a there's a balance and a limit to it. And yeah. Yeah, so like, it's really important to entertain yourself first and foremost, but you also got to be bearing the audience in mind at the same time. So my my personal philosophy is if 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 I'm enjoying it myself, then that's gonna get communicated, especially in a live scenario that tends to that tends to work. But if you get too locked into what you want to do, then it's not necessarily going to be as inviting for other people. So mm. it's a it's a fine line what what you got to walk. It's, it's it's all balance, isn't it? I know it's really cheesy, cheesy and obvious and rudimentary to say, but balancing all your elements together yeah, is yeah. how you keep it running. I mean, I think the simple thing for me is just 
if in doubt, always record, right? You know, you just make sure the record button's on at all times and then you can't go back and be like, oh, I really wish I'd got that first take when it was sounding good or, yeah. Um, and I certainly know people who do struggle with that, you know, like, because mm. they'll... And I was one of them, <laughs> like, you know, just getting stuck in that rut of, oh, well, what's the point if this isn't how I want the drums to sound? You know, mm. what's the point in continuing this tune? And it's like, well... Yeah. I feel like there's divided time of creativity where you can... I've almost got to the point where I sort of know my mood to the point of what I think I'll be interested in working on. And mm-hmm. certain days I'm not feeling particularly inspired, but that doesn't mean my ears aren't working and it doesn't mean yeah. I can't edit and neaten up stuff. You know, maybe I'm not feeling like writing a song, but there's definitely a thousand songs that could do with some trimming yeah. or or just simple EQing or editing that isn't necessarily creative and it's about knowing your own mentality and there's definitely other days where you have to accept mm-hmm. that it's not working and maybe you do just want to play computer games or watch film or cook <laughs> or whatever like yeah that's also fine you don't have yeah. to mm. Mm. be this creative machine at all times because no one is and no uh, everyone everyone does have off days and mm. what i often do is I, I well what is i'll it's not like i'll force it but sometimes if i've started a song and i'm feel like there might be something there but i'm not 100 percent into it is i'll just make sure that i finish it and then it's just to get used to that process and then know that the next one's going to be better. And you can always go back to old songs and that, that you that you don't mm. like or you don't perform or whatever. And you can always kind of like scavenge parts from it. So like if, you, if you've got like a tricky middle eight that you just, you you know, you've got like, um, you know, there's, there's this tricky B section you just can't get. You want something different, but, mm. not, you know, uh, you, you know what I mean? And so you can just go to like an old song and just like, pull parts from that i think that's how i've got a feeling that might i've heard some of that might be how radiohead wrote paranoid android it's it just had like a bunch of like songs that that, they that weren't like good just like throw together all the other ideas didn't yeah and when 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 you listen to it you sort of think actually yeah that does make that does sort of sound like that because it's such a bizarre mismatch of i don't know about you i almost like feel proud if I've written an idea that doesn't make the cut, it's like a weird, <laughs> almost feel like, oh, finally I've made something where I can say, oh, there's, you know, 20 other yeah. tunes before we got to this one. Or I kind of yeah, weirdly, it's almost empowering, right? Because you're, mm. you're being able to whittle something down to, okay, these are the 10 songs that do fit a cohesive sound doesn't mean the other songs are yeah. bad. It just yeah. means that maybe they don't work in the context of this. And, you know, I love the idea of in 10 years' time being able to dig something up and be like, oh, it wasn't yeah. actually that bad. Okay, this could be something. Or, yeah. And I'm constantly yeah. doing that, you know, finding loads of 
random I love going through old hard drives and just opening up random logic projects and <laughs> be like okay yeah 90% of this is pretty bad but there's this little <laughs> thing that I really like and I've got an yeah. idea for that and comes back to the thing of like recycling and reusing mm-hmm. stuff you've done I think without realizing you've already made half the stuff you're gonna make if that makes sense yeah. you've already yeah you've already played that riff or you've already you know thought of that beat but you just haven't put it in the context that it needs to be in to to make a song yeah. or or you like you could have like a really like um for example this week i took a uh, a guitar riff that i wrote back in 2008 it must have been and we made a band I was playing at the time. We did have a song around it, but the song just wasn't really that strong at all. Um, mm. But I took the riff and like the verse chords and just with everything that I've learned since then in terms of like how to like structure songs and, and, and playing in like cover bands and stuff, it just means I've learned so many songs and you can sort of see techniques that work. Yeah, and yeah. just sort of took all that, that twelve plus years of, of extra knowledge and gigging and writing and recording and everything, and then just like putting, making that finally putting that riff into a song that I think that I'm going to keep now. It that was mm. yeah, so that that completely like fits into what we're what we're saying, and it's yes. just a super rewarding thing to take. Yeah, just just always have an idea and. Just, yeah, and always see your ideas through. And even if it's not great, it might be something later. Or even if it's even if there's nothing that you'll use, you've still, you've still had the process. And mm. you, you still, you've still put the practice in as, as a writer or a producer or a composer or whatever you would like to call it. You know, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, and I think just not being a slave to the idea of your next song's got to be your best... It, you know, yeah. uh, I used to write like that. I used to start something and think, yeah, like, oh, yeah, if I finish this off, it might be all right. I'm not going to bother. It's like, well, you're not going to write great songs if mm. you don't get the poison out of your system. You need to purge all your rubbish out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah my, my lyric books, like 90% of it is absolute drivel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I need to get I, yeah. I need to get all these rubbish ideas out of me, and then you can. Um, yeah, yeah. And a big thing you learn, like, because uh, you like, I really like how you said um, you really uh, like kind of like proud of the fact that you have ideas that you don't like, or does that make sense? Or like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 and um, yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, and I, I think like a big thing that comes out of that is you develop your sense of personal objectivity. To, to an extent, like, you will, like, mm. learn how to sort of, like, just because it's, like, you kind of, like, get a little bit more out, out, out of your out of your own head and, dare I say, a little bit out, out of your own ego. You can, like, learn to sort of critique your own work and decide, like, oh, okay, cool, like, that was an idea. I thought it was going to be good. Turns out it wasn't. Yeah, you know, and kind of move on. Let the whole yeah. thing kind of, like, enrich you as a... Um, as a creative person, I know I'm, I'm sounding a little, I'm getting a little bit airy fairy now, but um, <laughs> I feel no, like no, but it's true, right? The songs are already there. You've just got to <laughs> make yeah. them happen, as it were. And do you ever like? Yeah. And it's like everything, you know. You can't expect everything mm. to be great because that's not life. <laughs> that's, yeah. 
that's not yeah. the way the world works. Yeah, um, you, you're gonna you're gonna have ideas that don't work out. Yeah, <laughs> and it and it's also accepting and realizing. And I think that's how you sort of grow. Uh, you sort of grow and you develop is is by getting things wrong. Yeah, and completely. Like if, if the first song you ever wrote was say like the equivalent to like Hey Jude, then where the hell are you going to go from that? Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. You know, and you know how much you're going to like learn. And I think like it can be a real problem for some people that I've uh, met and worked with. That I think the initial stages are like a bit too easy for them. Hmm. Um, I and then when it gets to the part where you have to grind, which we all hit, or like you might like it might just be your first speed bump in your in your career or something, something where it's like things don't go to plan. Uh, but if you for your first five, six, whatever years, it's always been everything that you've done has been well received. Yeah, uh, it can be a real knock for some people because it's kind of like they're, they're not used to to taking the hit. Mm. If that makes sense, and and some people, yeah, some some people can like really crumble under it, and you know I have moments moments of weaknesses as well where I'm just like ah, oh. like I was watching a mini documentary about uh Freddie Mercury on YouTube, and I was just like why do I, why do I bother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, you know that's because I'm used because I'm so used to taking knocks, I'm just kind of a little bit immune to it. I'll just be like okay, cool, I'll just carry on but for some people yeah um, it can sort of like kind of it, it, it can be be the end you know um or like they won't be able to like bounce back from it which is a but i guess you know that's just the way it is and as long as you're enjoying the process still then it's got worth right it doesn't mm. matter you know we're We've played some great shows to loads of people. We've also still, you know, playing shows to empty rooms. And that's, I don't know, there's a definite, I know you've done the kind of solo show thing as well, but for a long time I was just doing gigs on my own. And yeah, a bad gig on your own is, I don't know, it's not quite as fun as... I don't know, I just find a, ba- a bad gig with the band is still an experience and it's still kind of like, you can laugh yeah. it off almost. Yeah. And you're just like, well, that was shit, but kind of funny. Remember when everything yeah. blew up? <laughs> like, we all broke every yeah. instrument we own. And yeah, uh, I think Yeah. no matter who you are, you've still got to kind of accept that, yeah, you are going to play gigs to people that, you know it's all part of it empty room or part. people that don't like your music and you know i don't like certain types of music so <laughs> it'd be ridiculous to assume that everyone's yeah. gonna like your music or yeah. that, that yeah no I, I i look at it that way as well um i sometimes kind of like revel shit gigs yeah. If you're like if you if you're like with other musicians that are fun to and can have a sense of humor about it then you can just have a bit of a laugh about it, you know. Like you're saying, you can like look at each other like during the show and be like, eh, <laughs> "This sucks," <laughs> and you know, <coughs> you can just sort of take the piss out of the situation. I mean, you get those gigs where the expectations yeah. are so high, right? Where everyone in the audience is expecting to be entertained and are almost 
mm. judging your every move, and that's horrible. The best gigs yeah. are when there's no one to impress, and you can just yeah. do whatever you want, and you haven't got any ego or yeah. any kind of anything to live up to. So yeah. you can just, without a doubt, the best sax solos I've ever played are in those rooms where the people in the audience aren't you know, judging my every move or eagerly listening because they're a fan or, you know. those gigs where you're not expecting anything from it that you end up yeah. playing your best right and it's always when something's not working or you something's broken or the sound engineer's yeah. not getting what you want done or, or whatever and mm. they're often the gigs where you go on without any expectations and you end up playing the best show ever yeah. It's the gigs yeah. when you go on stage being like, right, everything's sounding sweet, everything's perfect, everything's working. Yeah. That's when you fuck up and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Not that I'm I'm praying for everything <laughs> to break before I go on stage, but it's I think cuz you're so focused on something not working or whatever, you kind of forget about the song or the instrument or or whatever and um yeah. Fantastic, cool. So, we can wrap things up there. Thanks so much for coming on, Pete. No worries. And, uh, yeah, so Ishmael Ensemble, where can people find you? Where can they hear hear you? Where can they where can they follow you? I mean, all the usual places, forward slash Ishmael Ensemble. Um, we've actually got a website, ishmaelensemble.com, um, and that kind of links to all our... Bandcamp and, and YouTube and, and stuff like that and uh, yeah hopefully we'll be making a new album at some point when when this all sort of blows over and uh, yeah who knows maybe end of the year maybe <laughs> next year but um, mm-hmm. keep your ears peeled yeah hmm. yeah nice one alright cool. man thank you so much for coming on again and dealing with my rubbish internet connection no worries nice to talk we'll make it work uh, about some stuff that wasn't just coronavirus as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, you take care. Oh, and congratulations to you and Phoebe as well. <laughs> Whenever it happens, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you very much. That's great. <laughs> uh, take care, dude. All awesome, the best. man. All See best. you soon. Right. Cheers. Bye, everyone.
Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in and thank you to Exordium. Exordium is putting power back into the hands of artists by providing customizable services that help you create amazing music, build a strong and loyal fan base, and sell more event tickets. Their services include recording and production, artist development, marketing, distribution, and event management. Check out their website for more info and make sure to use the offer code BMM in their quote form to get an additional 10% off your first project. All right, folks, that's all. We did it. See you next time. Much love.